Hello, dear Potiverse. Yes, it is Junie coming back to you for another episode. This is episode nine. We're almost to double digits, people. This is episode nine of the Tata Cancer Podcast, and today we are going to be talking about the benefits of journaling. So um, I want to read you this quote, writing is medicine. It is an appropriate antidote to injury. It is an appropriate companion for any difficult change. And that is a quote from Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way. Uh, She's a huge proponent of journaling. And we're going to talk about some of the research behind the benefits of journaling, ways that you can journal through a traumatic experience like cancer or uh, survivorship. And if you stay to the end of the episode, I will read you a an entry from my childhood journal. This is from the late 80s. Um, and I, I do think it is worth waiting for. So <laughs> let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Tata Cancer Podcast, where we will discuss the physical and mental elements of healing from a breast cancer diagnosis. My name is Junie Boucher. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a breast cancer survivor. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're forced to make life-changing decisions with so much information that's really hard to sift through. My intention is to help provide you with the information you need to make a decision that's going to align your body, mind, and heart so that you can live your best life going forward. I'm going to be your new breast friend. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Please always consult with your doctor for any of your medical needs. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If this is your first time, uh, if you are a returning listener, thank you. I've been getting some love for the podcast lately, and I have to tell you, it means the world to me. I mean, you you sit here, you talk into a microphone, you try to get your dog to stop barking, and um, then you just put some words out into the universe, and you never know if anybody's listening or if anybody cares, or if you're helping anybody, or if you know, whatever. So all the feedback that I'm getting, I, I'm just so very grateful. I hope you're doing well. Life is good. We are in... Um, what is sometimes called the winter of deception here in Los Angeles. So it is late February as I'm recording this podcast. And um, (laughs) it's like it's been in the 80s and um, it's finally cool again. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I am not a person who looks good in shorts or t-shirts really. I'm, I'm more of a sweater kind of a gal. So I, I'm bumming that it's hot, although it is beautiful. And, you know, and all of my relatives who live other places think I'm such a jerk for um, complaining about the sun. But anyway, enough of that. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have this episode was because You know, I've been a lifelong journaler. I've been journaling since the 80s, as we will 
discuss at the end of the episode, but I mean, throughout my life, really. And I was going through some of my old journals because I was thinking that I would read something that I wrote during my cancer experience. But the crazy thing is I actually did not do much writing during that time. Sometimes I think you can be so overwhelmed that, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, honestly, I think it would have been great if I did journal and we'll talk about some of the research that backs up why it it is a great time to journal if you're going through some trauma. But for me, a lot of the journaling came back on the scene as I was navigating my survivorship because I think that's when I was really able to start processing some of the trauma and and different things that I experienced. It also feels like there's been a resurgence or maybe I'm just noticing it more, but a lot of people are talking about journaling. A lot of people are journaling. I was on a text thread the other day with some really close friends of mine and three of us had been journaling that morning, which was awesome. I was so happy to see that. Um, I work in an entrepreneur group or I'm in an entrepreneur group with some other ladies and a lot of us journal. Fantastic. It's really just another tool to put in that self-care toolbox. Now, I love to journal and meditate. For me, those go really well together. But if one resonates with you more than the other at this moment in time, do that one. But try to do something. Uh, With journaling, I think the difference between that and meditation is that you're just kind of emptying all of those thoughts. You're allowing them to go. You're kind of going down the rabbit hole with those thoughts. And as you get them out of your head and onto paper, sometimes you're able to let them go in this really beautiful way. And you can actually go back and look at them. And when you're able to look at those thoughts, because with meditation, you really don't hang on to the thoughts. They just come and go. Um, but with journaling, you have this record and you get to see, wow, I I was really being hard on myself or, oh my gosh, when I read this back, I see that I was interpreting this in a completely wrong way. So that can be really useful. You can also see how much you've grown or um, maybe how much you're still struggling with something, how long you've been struggling with something. These are all really fascinating and wonderful ways to utilize journaling in your life. So let's get into some of the um, the you know, sort of research-backed benefits of journaling. Now, this is probably pretty obvious, But journaling is actually a wonderful way to lower depression and anxiety. So journaling can be just as effective as cognitive behavioral therapy that was done in a, that was shown in a study, 2006 study by Stice, Burton, Bierman, and Rode, that it was able to reduce not only the risk of depression in young adults, but it can also reduce overall levels of depression. And another study showed that it could reduce symptoms of anxiety. And in this study, which was, um, I'm going to say this wrong, Hazan Zadeh, 
Coase, Knob, and Nerosi, they found that journaling reduced anxiety in women who were suffering from multiple sclerosis. Um, it could also effectively manage stress and anxiety and improve overall classroom engagement for students. And, you know, really what, what's happening here is, again, you're allowing yourself to get these intensive, intrusive, negative thoughts out of your head and onto paper. It's a little bit more analytical, um, a little bit less emotional. And when you're able to do that, you are able to add a little bit of a pattern interrupt Um you know, just like we talk about in meditation, but you're able to allow yourself to engage with those thoughts and then assess, are these true thoughts? Are these false thoughts? (laughs) Do I want to go with, with this belief? Because as we are probably all very well aware, a lot of our thoughts are based on these very, very untrue incredibly cruel things that we have come to believe over our lifetime and, um, you know, to be able to have a little bit of space to examine that with a more objective mind, that is a huge benefit. So another thing that journaling has been shown to improve is helping us cultivate gratitude. Um, Now, gratitude is something that I have talked about a lot on the podcast and, uh, you know, it can improve your quality of sleep. It can lead to increased exercise. It can promote long-term well-being. And it can also bring you out of feelings of depression or hopelessness Because if you're focusing on things that you're grateful for, then you are, you know, you're, you're going to be less depressed, less anxious, more sociable, um, in a positive state of mind. And all of these things can really be of benefit when you are going through a cancer experience or when you are on your pathway to healing the traumas and um, navigating survivorship. So um, journaling, one way that you can cultivate a gratitude practice is, and a lot of people do this, just having a morning gratitude practice. You know, just sitting down for a certain amount of time in the morning and deciding that you're going to do, right, I don't know, maybe one to five or as many things that you can think of that you're grateful for. This all would kind of guess depend on how much time that you have to journal in the morning, but it doesn't have to be long. And there is typically a, a noticeable shift. So just keep that in mind. That's one way that you can add journaling and a gratitude practice to your morning routine. Another benefit that I was actually really surprised and think is super cool Um, to hear about. This was a research study was done by Karen A. Bakey and Kay Wilhelm. And what they found was that journaling for 20 minutes per day on three to five occasions actually saw improved overall immune function and decreased risk of illness. Um, They saw reduced blood pressure, improved lung function, improved liver function, 
and fewer stress-related visits to the doctor. So how amazing is that? And how exactly did they figure out that this worked? So basically, you know, when you're journaling, um, you're able to write out the story of your experience, but then you're able to integrate that into, you know, sort of a broader picture perspective on your life. And when you have this more holistic idea of yourself, it allows you to think more positively, see yourself in relation to the rest of the world. And if you are in a more positive place, you're going to be less likely to fall victim to depression and anxiety. And we all know that depression and anxiety can cause a lot of health problems. Uh, we also know that when you are dealing with a cancer diagnosis, you are you can be immunocompromised. Obviously, your body is fighting really hard. So, you know, this may help boost your ability to fight the cancer and, you know, move forward in your life. It just gives you strength. So, Another wonderful benefit, probably pretty obvious and clearly very appropriate here, is that journaling can help people recover from trauma. So when with trauma, and and I am so prone to this and I have to constantly fight it. I mean, nobody wants to deal with uncomfortable feelings. It's very difficult. Um, it's It's stressful. It's... It, or it feels stressful in the moment and it just feels uncomfortable. Human beings don't like to feel uncomfortable and some of them more than others, me being one of them. <laughs> but what I've learned and what I've really used journaling and meditation to help me with is to sit in these feelings. Because when you, when you try to escape your big feelings – through food, alcohol, sex, gambling, shopping, whatever it is that's going to give you this dopamine rush and take you away and allow you to avoid this feeling, that feeling is still going to be there. And it's going to show up in your life in some way, whether that's a physical manifestation, an emotional manifestation, a manifestation in your relationships. It's going to show up. But if you are able to sit in those feelings, you are able to move through them. There's that saying that the only way, whatever, what is it? The only way forward is through. I, I don't know if I'm getting that right. But basically, one of my favorite ways to sit with uncomfortable feelings through journaling is, let's say I'm having anxiety, you know? anxiety over surgery, anxiety over a work thing, anxiety over what I think somebody thinks of me, something like that. And I'll sit down with my journal and I'll say, I basically will ask that feeling, you know, I allow myself to identify what the feeling is. And then I ask that feeling what it's trying to tell me. So I recently did this with fear and anxiety and then I allowed that fear and anxiety to take the stage, basically to take over my pen. And that fear and anxiety said, you know, oh, I, th I think this, I think this, I think this, I think this. 
And I just let it go on and I didn't argue with it. And, you know, obviously a lot of these things were very much rooted in some version of reality that I don't know if is going to be true or not. But then once I felt like I allowed it to sufficiently make its case, I was able to read it over. I kind of mentally expressed, well, mentally and physically through the writing, expressed gratitude and let that emotion know, hey, this is, I'll be okay. These are the reasons why I'll be okay. And I was able to, I was able to talk myself through it. And it it was incredible the amount of relief that I got from that conversation. So whatever uncomfortable emotion that you're having, give it the stage in your journal. And I think not only will you see that a lot of these fears are grounded in some other reality that it would be pretty unlikely, <laughs> but that, you know, you, you can thank it and it will dissipate. Once I started doing this, I really felt some incredible shifts for me emotionally and even physically because I feel like I, I was able to release a lot of trauma and also identify a lot of limiting beliefs that I have and then start really working on counteracting those limiting beliefs. I'm a big fan of affirmations. So when you can identify your limiting beliefs, then you can write counteractive affirmations. And as you reprogram the repetitive thoughts, you're able to really make progress. So keep that in mind. That's another way to deal with uncomfortable emotions. Um, And another reason to journal I feel that is is very useful is just to to chronicle things. Write your story. Your story is so unique. And if you write something out without holding back, um, you know, and you go back and look on that later, it is an incredible an incredible tool for you to see where you've been, where you've grown. Um, Maybe that's something that your children or your grandchildren or great-grandchildren will look at one day. I mean, I have all these journals (laughs) and I've actually, I'm pretty terrified of the idea of people finding these after I die because I just never held back. Um, And as I'm reading back through some of these journals, especially the ones of me as a kid, I just realized like I, I've, I've been totally boy crazy my entire life. And um, you will see some reflection of that in my the journal entry that I'm going to read for you in a little bit. But, you know, I mean, just processing things. I, I, ha- I, was, I studied abroad in Africa during college and I wrote a lot then. I went through a really painful heartbreak. Um, and I see, I see the pain that I experienced. Well, I went through several heartbreaks, but a very specific heartbreak that was really tough for me. And when I read back through that, you know, I have a lot of compassion for that me. And I am always been somebody who's, uh, been hard on myself. You know, I'm, I, I feel like being pushed 
is or being tough I've always I've had that limiting belief um so to have compassion for these wounded pieces of myself and really accept them as part of my history and that's one of the most loving and compassionate things that you can do for yourself and another thing that I like to talk about a lot is just how self love is at the root of health and joy and vibrance a radiant life you know um so I love that piece as well. And here's the thing. <laughs> if you if you like journaling or you don't like it, no big deal. Um, you can always pick it up and put it down. I mean, there are so many journals that I have where for some reason I feel the need to apologize for not writing in so long. <laughs> I don't know who I'm apologizing to, but it doesn't matter. You know, I've lived 44 years on this earth and there are times that I journal a lot and times that I don't. And I think it's actually really cool that I can come back and see these different stages of my life. But so if you want to start a journal practice and um, you're new to journaling, here are a couple ways that you can do it. So one of the most popular ways, uh, this was made famous by Julia Cameron, the woman who I wrote, uh, who I read the quote about at the beginning of the episode. But basically, this is one of her ways of helping artists break through their, their mental blocks and unleash their creativity. And basically, this is three pages of stream of consciousness writing. You do this first thing in the morning. This is not something that you are going to be presenting um, or like a short story. There's no editing that should be done. It's just very stream of consciousness. And it's about anything and everything that crosses your mind. It's for your eyes only. And basically what it is doing, it's just going to allow you to dump. Just do that mind dump. Get it all out on the page. And when you do that, her belief is that it will give you clarity it will also allow you to wake up your brain. And a lot of people claim that this is, you know, something that is life-changing because it can clear the way for you to have some of these wonderful aha moments or beating procrastination or whatever. So, you know, you can set a specific time for that, the amount of time that you do, her recommendation is to do three pages, but, um, you know, you can make this your own. It doesn't have to be this way. Uh, we talked about the gratitude practice. Um, we've talked about just writing your story. Now that can be something, let's say you want to write your cancer story. That can be something that you do over the course of a number of days. Maybe you start writing it and then the next day you continue the story or you write from a different perspective. Um, and, you know, that's a great thing. And then you can take a break from it and then you can read back on it, you know, after a couple days or several weeks or whatever and just continue writing it. And that is a fantastic and wonderful way to chronicle your experience. Um, you can do any kinds of lists. You can do the gratitude list, but you can do, I don't know, other things that you want to have a 
sort of a toolbox for? What are ways that you can do self-care? What are things that are on your mind right now? Where are places that you want to go or restaurants that you want to try, experiences that you want to have? What are your dreams? Um, Visualizing your future self. That's a beautiful way to journal. And, you know, if you are into the uh, law of attraction and the power of manifestation, which I do think is another really powerful and just fun mental practice, write down, you know, where you want to be. If, if you are currently going through a cancer experience, write down you going through your surgery or treatments in a way that is the best case scenario possible. Um, if you are a survivor, write about all the things that you want to do now that you have beat this and you have sort of the second chance at life. Um, what gives you purpose? Having purpose is extremely health promoting and um, having a reason to live is going to give you more strength to carry on. Um, the unsent letter is another fantastic way to journal. Um, so maybe this is a letter that you write to somebody that's passed away. Um, that will kind of allow you to get some of this grief cycle out of the way. A lot of grief when people have passed on or a specific relationship has ended. A lot of the grief is around what wasn't said. A lot of the anger is around these things that you felt were never said. So say them. Say them in a letter. Probably a letter that you don't spend, send. Or maybe it is a letter that you send. And just say all of it. And one thing I like to do, especially if it's something where there's maybe a grievance or a regret um, or a, a, a desired forgiveness on either end, is I like to write a reply to that letter from the person I'm writing to. And I say exactly what it is that I wish that they would say to me about all the things that I just told them in my letter. That's an incredibly healing process that I've used in my life on more than one occasion. Another option here, this is a fun one, is dream journaling. So when you write down your dreams, and oftentimes the best way to do this is just to have your journal right by your bed. So when you wake up in the morning or if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can just write it down, very stream of consciousness. And, uh, you know, looking at your dreams, that's very interesting. And I find that in times of trauma, you know, these dreams can be very telling and there can often be a lot of um, messages in those dreams or just areas that you can look at and see where you can extend more compassion to yourself. This is a, like a slight variation on the dream journal, but um, one thing that I've done that I actually read about in Radical Remission is where you basically ask for guidance from your dreams. So I, the practice is like the night as you're going to bed, you write down the question that you want help with or assistance with. Um, 
with the intention that hopefully something will come through in your dream. And then when you wake up in the morning, you write down your dream and then you look back and you see where there may be a message in there. I've actually had some really powerful experiences with that. So that's a fun one to try. And just a little side tangent. So let's say you want to do some dream journaling, but you're just not remembering your dreams. So if you're not remembering your dreams, it usually means that you are not getting into the REM state um, because that's when you are dreaming, but it's possible that you are, you're just not remembering. And that can be something that's affected by stress and trauma. So just keep that in mind. But also it can be affected by your diet, by nutrient deficiencies, by a lack of fruits, vegetables, and fiber. Um, If you are drinking before bed or using marijuana, that can also negatively affect your REM sleep and dream recall. So just know that. Certain medications can affect REM cycles or even cause nightmares, insomnia, sleep apnea, narcolepsy, those can affect REM cycles, or you know, maybe you're just not paying attention. So if if you if you feel like you don't remember the last time that you remember your dream, having a dream journal can actually be a way for you to help to help you remember your dreams. So don't freak out about it (laughs) that, you know, if you are not remembering your dreams, that's okay. You can still have quality sleep and not remember your dreams. Sometimes when I'm super tired and I feel like the most rested, I don't remember my dreams. It just feels like it was such a heavy sleep. And most people will experience REM cycles several times nightly. So just know that it's probably just a memory thing but if you start practicing that's a really great way to do it so set the intention to remember your dream before you go to bed and try to wake up a little bit slowly and then when you wake up write it down that's going to help you remember all right so that was my little side tangent on dreaming (laughs) um so Another way that you can journal is just by doing like, there's something called a bullet journal and that's a way of brainstorming. You can do to-do lists, reminders, schedules, and um, this is a wonderful way if you feel overwhelmed by things or if you're the type of person that has a big project that you're trying to accomplish, this can be really wonderful and you know just allow you to break down your goals within these little action steps. And for me, I love this. I, I have like lists, handwritten lists everywhere. <laughs> And it's just great. I think I like to cross things off. I like to um, prioritize stuff. And I just like to organize. You know, you can have a big goal. But for me, when I see that I am, you know, I have some steps to get there, the little steps that will add up on it, that is very, very helpful to me. Um. Another way to journal, if this all sounds overwhelming or like too much time investment, consider doing one line a day. I think that's um, people sometimes assume that they have to set aside 15 to 20 minutes or write a whole bunch of stuff. 
you get to do this however way you want. But again, one line a day journaling, and you can even buy a journal that has this specific format to it. Um, but you know, maybe you think about it's maybe it's a one line gratitude list. Maybe it's the best thing that happened to you that day, or um, maybe it's just whatever sticks out in your brain. Maybe it's a sound bite of something that you remember from that day. And how cool would it be to go back through that a year later, a month later, however long later, and see, wow, that that's, I just read my whole year in like seven pages or however many pages 365 lines was. That seems so cool, right? I might start doing that. I think that's really cool. <laughs> Um, if you're a worry wart, you can do a worst case scenario journal. So this would almost be like the opposite of a gratitude journal, but kind of similar to that anxiety, allowing your anxiety and fear to talk up. But sometimes writing the worst case scenario for the situation that you're really overwhelmed by will allow you to see that you know, how likely is it that you are actually going to encounter that? Or if you think it is likely that you're able, that you might encounter that, what can you do to prevent that from happening now? Or if prevention is impossible, what can you do to repair that situation? And just having a plan can often be very, very reassuring and comforting. So, I've given you reasons to journal. I have given you methods to journal. Um, a wonderful author that I really love. So besides the Julia Cameron Artist's Way, another really great proponent of journaling is Amber Ray. And I'll link in the show notes to these two books. But Amber Ray, uh, she wrote a book called Choose Wonder Over Worry that I really, really enjoyed. And she's also got a new book out right now. Um, I can't remember the name of that. But she is really great with um, journal prompts and just giving you different ways to think about things and write about them. So I hope that you give it a try with one of these methods and now, without further ado, I would like to read you uh, my journal. This is dated May 2nd, 1989. Ooh, 1989, that was, a, that was a good year. Or actually, maybe it was 1987. I do feel that was when I was, there was a peak, a peak happening at that point. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to read you this. It's pretty funny. Dear Diary, gosh, I wish Darren liked me, but I know he doesn't. And just FYI, Darren, um, I'm not going to say your last name, but man, oh, I loved you so much. I can just picture us slow dancing. There's no G on that, just dancing. <laughs> Today, I went to Great America. We went on a new ride called Skyhawk and had a lot of fun the rest of the day. I like Darren so much, it hurts. But if I do anything about it, I'm afraid we wouldn't be friends anymore. At least, I would never be able to look him in the eyes again. And then, 
I wrote a poem. <laughs> it's called Never Face You Again. <laughs> it says, those blue eyes of yours I'll never see again because I thought your love was full of open doors. But you said, guess again. We were pretty good friends. At least that's what I thought. I guess this, what I thought was where friendship ends. I don't know. What it, I don't know. Wait. I guess this was what I, I guess what I thought was friendship ends. I could never face you again. Yes. This is, um, this is exemplary of a lot of my journal entries from this period. Darren is a very big theme. Um, <laughs> and I'm almost tempted to say his last name just so that, uh, if he ever listens to this, which I don't know why he would ever find this, but Anyway, that is my gift to you. I hope you found that amusing. And I hope you start journaling. And um, find me on Facebook or Instagram. We talk about this all the time. Let me know what you want to hear about so that I can answer questions for you. I have a fantastic episode coming up in two weeks for you where I interview the editor of Wildfire Magazine, April Stearns. She was diagnosed with breast cancer at a young age and we talk about fertility. We talk about why she started this magazine that's specifically about healing trauma through writing for young breast cancer survivors and it covers a lot of great stuff. She is somebody I have so much respect and admiration for and I think hearing her story is gonna be really enjoyable for you too. So please remember, if you're enjoying this podcast, to give me a positive review and share this with people that you think might enjoy it. Um, it just really helps get the word out. And uh, as, as always, find me uh, at Junie Be Well on Instagram or facebook.com forward slash Junie Be Well. My website, juniebewell.com. And, uh, you know, download the self-love dance party playlist. That's been getting some love too. Get some exercise in. It's uh, still Valentine's week. That's a fun one. And um, I'm going on vacation also, people. Just FYI. I, um, but I will be back in two weeks. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. All right, everybody. You know how it goes. As always, I'm wishing you well. <laughs> Take care.